This Spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast is sponsored by Datadome. Datadome is a leading bot protection vendor based in New York, Paris, and Singapore. Datadome beats illegitimate traffic so that sensitive data remains safe and online platforms can perform at optimum speed. Based on AI and machine learning, Datadome's cybersecurity solution detects and blocks in real time the most advanced bot attacks. You can check them out at datadome.co. That's datadome.co. Hello, and welcome to this Spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast. I'm your host, Paul Roberts, editor-in-chief of the Security Ledger. In this episode of the podcast, sponsored by Datadome, Ticket bots, software that mimics humans to buy large blocks of tickets fast. Last summer, bots were slammed for shutting fans out of tickets to the Tragically Hips tour. For my record year. Earlier this year, Eric Church canceled 25,000 tickets scooped up by bots. Bots aren't a new phenomenon. Automated robot programs have been a staple of modern computing, going all the way back to the British computer scientist Alan Turing and his famous imitation game. But in recent decades, bots have taken on a new prominence and importance. They're no longer the stuff of laboratory experiments in machine intelligence. Bots these days perform a dizzying array of tasks, from indexing the contents of web pages to assisting online shoppers and providing customer support. They're also a frequent nemesis of security groups. Bot-driven distributed denial-of-service attacks are a source of website outages and other online disruptions, and bots have increasingly inserted themselves into online commerce. They can drive up ad rates by flooding websites with bogus traffic, and they reap huge profits by exploiting online arbitrage, scrooping up deeply discounted items at big sale events like Black Friday and Cyber Monday, only to flip them at a steep markup elsewhere online. But the challenge posed by bots and other automated behavior are not going unanswered. In this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Benjamin Fabre, the co-founder and president of Datadome, which provides bot protection services. In this conversation, Benjamin and I go deep on the bot problem, including a discussion of how shortages of everything from toilet paper to gaming consoles led to an increase in the use of bots during the pandemic. We also talk about the growing risks posed by bots as e-commerce shifts from web pages to mobile applications and APIs. To start off, I asked Benjamin to talk a little bit about Datadome and how the company's technology works. Benjamin Fabre, I'm Datadome co-founder and CTO. So Benjamin, for our listeners who aren't familiar with Datadome, explain to us what what your company does and uh, kind of what your technology is all about. Yeah, so Datadom is a cybersecurity solution. Uh, we are protecting digital businesses against uh, the bad bots, so all automated threats that can hurt uh, e-commerce, classifieds, uh, medias uh, on the internet by trying to reach their content to generate data breaches uh, or to uh, scrap uh, precious content. Ben, tell me just a little bit about, you know, who, who you're working with at Datadome and kind of the, um, you know, their superpowers, what you what you are bringing to the table as a company uh, te- technologically. Yeah, sure. So we, today, half of the team is composed by uh, engineers, uh, cybersecurity experts uh, and, uh, and developers. 
We have offices in, uh, here in New York, uh, in Paris and in Singapore. Um, and we are uh, hiring massively uh, uh, experts, uh, data analysts, data scientists, uh, to keep uh, looking at the data, improving our machine learning models, uh, and to have the, the fastest response time against the different threats. Uh, and on the other side, uh, we have a strong uh, DevOps team uh, because we have deployed our infrastructure in 25 point of presence uh, to have the best response time possible uh, and to be able to protect our customers without impacting their business. So you guys have a bird's eye view on bot activity. Um, what can you tell us in terms of the trend lines? We can see that the, the bot activity is literally going through the roof um, and that hackers are keep uh, improving their technology uh, to distribute massively their attacks. Uh, we are seeing also that the bot activity is moving from the web browser to the mobile uh, because there are really many different websites that are not seriously protecting their mobile application. It's, and if you don't protect your mobile application, uh, the, the, the future might be dangerous. Are, some listeners might say, are there any good bots? Because often, at least on this podcast, when we're talking about bots, we're almost always talking about malicious bots that are out there, you know, seeking social media or doing denial of service attacks or so on. So I guess to answer that question, are there good bots and what defines, what characterizes a bad bot? This is a good question. So first, maybe talk a bit about the bots themselves. So uh, we are uh, working to split the human traffic vs. the bot traffic. So uh, what is a human first? It's a, it's a real user, a real legitimate user that is uh, using a website or a mobile application in a regular way. Uh, a bot is an automated software uh, that will run uh, many actions, uh, most of the time super fast, uh, uh, to generate uh, different threats faster than what a human can do. Uh, so that's our job to uh, detect the human vs the bot. And when we are detecting a bot, the question is, is it a good one or a bad one? And you're right, there are some good bots uh, running. Uh, for instance, Google, uh, in order to uh, create the search engine, they have to fetch the content on all websites uh, on the internet uh, to be able to create this huge index. Uh, so Googlebot is one of the good bots that uh, all e-commerce websites want to uh, gain access on their website. You can use also uh, Goodbot to uh, automate some action on your website, for instance, making sure that uh, your website is working fine, that it is uh, going fast, uh, to check some SEO statistics, etc. There are many different uh, Goodbot, but as soon as a, a bot is not uh, wanted on your website um, because it's your competitor that is trying to uh, fetch your pricing list because it's a hacker that is trying to run a credential stuffing attack, etc. That's the moment when we are classifying this bot as a bad one. Often in, in cybersecurity, when we talk about where we write about bots, it's in the context of distributed denial of service attacks. That's just like one of the applications of bots that, you know, uh, if you're right about cybersecurity or you follow cybersecurity is really common. But you mentioned, you talk about also just the role that they play in e-commerce and and um, all the different types of, I guess, inauthentic activity that is linked to bots. Describe the spectrum of different problems they end up causing online. 
So DDoS is obviously the most um, uh, common uh, attack that is generated by a, by a bot. But um, th there is an organization called the OWASP organization that has classified the automated threats in more than dozen, dozens of different categories. Um, so there are, for instance, all the bots that are trying to reach the login section uh, they are running credential stuffing attack or a contact attack. So they are trying every single login password that have leaked on the dark web uh, to try to see if this is not a valid uh, combination on all e-commerce websites, for instance. Um, there are robots that are trying to um, find some vulnerability on a website or on a mobile application to generate new data leakage and to try to gain access to a, a database, for instance, with new login password, with uh, address, etc. When we talk about bots, when we look at them from the sort of um, application standpoint, what what are they? Like, I, I think people think of bots as very sophisticated, but but my understanding is it's actually fairly easy to create them. And you read about people creating them for things like, you know, grabbing dinner reservations or, or movie tickets and stuff like that. So what is a what is a bot kind of under the under the hood? Trying to uh, generate a request on a mobile application or on a website. So it can be as simple as a, a command line, a curl, for instance, even if it's pretty easy to detect. Uh, so that's not the best way to work around the bot protection. Uh, but that's uh, that's a, uh, an option to do. Uh, and by the time we've seen a, a raise of what we are calling bot as a service, uh, it means you don't necessarily have to be an expert in development uh, or uh, or informatics uh, in order to uh, develop this kind of uh, of robot. You can just use your mouse, uh, go on a website, you pay ten dollars, and then you get access to a, uh, an online interface that can make the complex part of the bot for you. They will uh, use a, a, a headless browser technology that is great uh, to try to work around the basic protection. They will provide you some proxy addresses to distribute your robot across millions of different IP addresses, etc. So today, uh, it can be super easy to create a robot, and it's far more complex to detect and to prevent them. I like that you use the term robot because, of course, that is that is the origin of the term bot, right? And and robot itself, I think, is is a Czech word originally, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. It either means worker or slave. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, interesting. You know, COVID, the 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 pandemic has really altered, um, you know, everybody's pattern of living and behavior, and there's been a huge spike, obviously, in the use of and reliance of, of e-commerce, um, you know, food delivery, delivering goods versus going out into stores. What has uh, Datadome seen in terms of th the impact of the pandemic and the increased reliance on e-commerce with the, you know, bot activity uh, that's going on out there? Yeah, so the, the pandemic have generated a massive move from the physical world to the digital world. Uh, we've seen a, a huge increase in the traffic of all our e-commerce uh, customers. Uh, and as always, uh, when there are, there are money to make, uh, the hackers have also evolved in the way they are uh, threatening the, the website and the e-commerce website. Um, using our own uh, intelligence, we've been able to measure that 
um, uh, the bad bot activity on all our e-commerce uh, customers have an uh, increase of 50% during the last six months. Uh, with more and more attack, uh, especially on the login page uh, with the credential stuffing attacks. So uh, Datadome does detection of bots. Um, how, oh, and by the way, I did look up the etymology of robot and it is Czech and it does mean oh. forced labor, robota. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Ben, you learned something new on this podcast today. You can now, <laughs> yes. next Thank time that, that term comes oh. up, you can, you can say it's actually from the Czech. <laughs> yes. So you're in the in the business of detecting good versus bad bots and, and automated behavior related to bots. What are some of the tells that distinguish a bot from a human actor? In order to, to split the human vs. the bot traffic, um, first, you have to collect as much data as possible. Uh, as always, data is key uh, to uh, train the models uh, and to take a decision. So we are collecting today uh, more than 1,000 billions of uh, events uh, every day. That can be uh, from the network level, so uh, how the request was made, what is, of course, the user agent, the IP address, the IP owner, etc. So we are collecting uh, more than 100 uh, of information at the network level. And on the other side, uh, we have uh, mobile SDK and, and uh, client-side JavaScript to collect the user interaction with the page and the mobile application. So how the touch events are done on, on the device, on the mobile device, how the scroll are done, how the mouse is moving on the page, uh, how the user uh, jump from one link to another. Uh, and we are collecting a, a huge amount of data. Then the second part is to uh, uh, update uh, the models uh, in real time and be able to take a decision uh, below two milliseconds. Because every time someone uh, is trying to get access to a page, uh, we have to take a decision if it's a human or if it's a robot, and if we have to let uh, the request go through or if we have to block it. And we are doing that uh, below two milliseconds. So that means we have to do uh, machine learning with a huge volume of data below two milliseconds. Uh, and then when we've done that, uh, we have to be able to measure the effectiveness of our detection, the false positive on one side and the false positive, the false negative on, on the other. And you mentioned e-commerce as one of the, I mean, I think we think of bots with like, okay, if you're Amazon or Target or, you know, one of these huge e-commerce vendors, yes, this is a big problem. But I know just looking at some of your customer um, success stories that really, I mean, pretty much every business of any size these days probably has some kind of e-commerce um, branch of what they're doing. And the cost for these businesses, whether it's having, you know, price and part data, I know you had like a profile of a company that sold like very specialized, like hydraulic parts, you know, for hydraulic systems. Um, so the, the damage or the threat to them is both that their proprietary pricing information is going to get scraped. And then also that these companies are paying, <laughs> basically paying out of pocket for the bot traffic. You know, they're paying to support a whole bunch of illegitimate traffic to their sites that actually is probably a threat to their business, not a help to it. Yes, exactly. The, the, when we are seeing that um, the, the bad bot traffic can generate 30, 40, or sometimes even 50% of your traffic, you are paying bandwidth, you are paying CPU, you are paying storage, 
to serve content to uh, to bots. So that's 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 a bit crazy. Uh, and on the other side, of course, they are hurting your business. They are creating uh, security issues. Uh, so regardless the size of of your website, as soon as you are generating revenue with it, you have to be protected. You're listening to a Spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast sponsored by Datadome. One of the industries where this has really become an issue is obviously with online advertising because, you know, uh, advertisers will base rates on traffic. But if that traffic is is bogus, basically, then then the end customer is paying for a lot of worthless traffic. Um, How how big a problem is that to date? Are, Are we getting any better at sorting out the bogus automated traffic from the real people sitting at real computers or or smartphones? I think the problem is definitely not solved at all. Um, and that's a complex problem because there are different stakeholders with different objectives. Uh, some want to pay only for legitimate uh, ad, uh, users that are seeing advertisements. Some want to maximize their revenue. Uh, there are in-between companies uh, that are trying to uh, uh, find the right balance uh, between the 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 aggressiveness of the detection and the quality of the traffic. Uh, but that can be uh, up to 30% of the traffic um, that you are paying for that is not legitimate human. Uh, that's what we are seeing inside the um, wow. um, application. Yeah, yeah that, that's a big number. And that's uh, hundreds of billions of, of uh, dollars per, per year of uh, fake traffic that... Um, the companies are paying. Uh, that's that's a bit insane. Do we know who like the sort of the cast of characters behind the bot problem? I mean, obviously, part of it is just straight up cyber criminals running DDoS campaigns and and you know um, you know automating uh, command and control infrastructure for you know malware and other stuff like that. But who are some of the other? I'm guessing they're not all cyber criminals. Who are some of the other players responsible for some of this bot activity? There are also many kind of newbies that can just rent a bot uh, with the bot as a service solution. They are in the gray area. There might not be real hackers, real bad guys, but they can generate revenues uh, by running a robot. Uh, today, you know the famous PS5 topic where if someone can buy a PS5, it can be immediately uh, sell uh, three, five uh, times more. So there are revenue that can you, that you can generate by just running a, a very simple bot uh, to try to buy a PS5 or some sneakers, for mm-hmm. instance. That mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a huge trend uh, currently. Kind of ar- arbitrage, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there was a big shortage of of gaming consoles with the with the pandemic, and and they were getting they were getting a premium on online. So yeah, if you could find one inexpensively and then and then upsell it, yeah, that's so so people were using bots to do that. That's interesting. On on the dark side, um, <clears throat> because today there are two pieces in in creating a bot. First one is the bot itself, so the technology to get the content, and the second one is to get access to as many IP addresses as possible. Because if you are running a, a bot on just one single laptop or, or even a web server, then you will be blocked by just any basic rate limiting, right? So now the bots, they have to be distributed across thousands or millions of different IP addresses uh, to try to evade uh, the detection uh, in place. And to do so, there are two or three different techniques today. You can rent those proxies 
uh, that might be zombie computer or botnet computer that you can rent by the hour. So you can distribute your bots uh, across uh, millions of botnet computer during 10 minutes or 15 minutes to try to work around the protection in place. There are also the mobile uh, devices that are using applications that are infected. Uh, and while we are talking, maybe you have inside your mobile uh, device an application that is using your internet connection uh, as a proxy to distribute a, a robot and to uh, try to work around some protection and run some credential stuffing attack or some DDoS attack. And the last option is to use a proxy or VPN uh, that can rent you uh, access to uh, millions of different devices, also by the hour, uh, with clean ISP reputation IP address, for instance. Uh, that might be uh, complex to block without... Uh, real-time protection like uh, like we are doing. You mentioned in some of your research this um, the the, um, the coincidence of, of bot activity around things called hype sales or big sales. Can can you talk about that phenomena? First of all, what what is a hype sale? So a hype sale is um, a very short period of time where an e-commerce website uh, will uh, provide uh, items with a very limited stock. Uh, so that's uh, the PS5 example or the sneaker example, um, they are just like 100 uh, um, gaming uh, PS5 that are sold. Uh, and then it will be a competition between humans and bots to uh, try to buy uh, as fast as possible. And in that situation, uh, bots will be <laughs> always faster than humans. So this would be like the Black Friday or any any of these kind of um, uh, time limited limited quantities limited time type um, sale events. Yeah, exactly. And we can see the traffic going through the roof uh, from a few uh, requests per second up to million of requests per second in just ten seconds because the the bot creator pressed the enter button and then the e-commerce website will start seeing a huge volume of requests coming from all the internet on the website to try to add to cart the PS5 or uh, a super uh, rare sneaker uh, on, uh, on Nike or Adidas, for instance. And from the retailer's perspective, I mean, is it a problem for them? Do they care if it's a bot versus a human being in terms of their promotion? Yes. Should they care? Yeah, they, they, they really care because um, they, they want to make sure that the products are directly going to the hand users and that they won't generate massive revenue for hackers uh, or for kind of gray area of uh, illegitimate activities. Uh, and so in terms of reputation, this is really key today for the e-commerce websites to make sure that the, the brand reputation uh, will be preserved by uh, making sure that only real consumer will directly buy the product at the right price. Consumers or customers are frustrated because they say, oh, I went on during the sale and they were already gone by the time I got there. Exactly. And they can be mad against the brand, even if it's not the, the responsibility. Okay. So having asked that question, what should e-commerce companies do to protect their businesses and their customers from this bot activity? What, uh, what is the checklist, if there is one, for addressing the bot problem? Yeah. So they have first to make sure they are protecting all the customer journey 
from the home page and the product page uh, um, to protect against the competition that may might try to have uh, um, a tracking of their pricing evolution. Uh, they also want to protect their login section against all uh, the Conte cover credential stuffing attack. They have to protect the cart funnel uh, to uh, avoid the, the, the scalping and the inventory hoarding uh, during those hype sales. And they want to protect the, the checkout uh, page uh, because the uh, fraud uh, payment is a huge topic today. Uh, and they want to make sure that uh, they don't face a, a massive issue with the credit card information, for instance. So make sure you are protecting all your customer journey. Uh, also, when it's possible, uh, provide second factor authentication uh, on the login section and on the payment uh, using the uh, authentication solution provider or the credit card um, uh, payment uh, provider. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and make sure that we are protecting not only the web traffic, but also the mobile, because today the business is shifting from the web browser to the uh, mobile, and we are seeing that API now is key. Uh, and you have to protect your API first, because if not, it's like if you are doing nothing. So one of the so so there's the e-commerce part of bots, but then there's also the um, uh, what Facebook refers to as coordinated inauthentic behavior um, issue, which is on social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know these kind of um, automated uh, networks. Um, uh, I know there's one uh, that's been researched in China. They call spamiflage. These kind of global networks of fake profiles and so on that are automated or maybe semi-automated. Is any of this technology useful for that problem or is that something, is that a different type of, you know, automated behavior problem than what we're talking about with these e-commerce bots? I think it's, 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 it's really close in terms of um, technology used, especially uh, as today we are seeing that there is there are some coordination between bots and human. Uh, so it's not 100% bot, it's not 100% human, but they are doing a mix uh, to automate actions. So that's, um, that's basically um, using the same technology to fight uh, against different kind of fraud uh, and, and threats. Um, I think one of the difference um, is that we have stronger signals than what um, the social networks can have because they are fighting against fake retweet or fake sharing or fake like. So that's kind of weak uh, way to, uh, to differentiate or legitimate and legitimate uh, on... There's not, not much for them to go on in, in, yeah. that, in that Yes, action. exactly. Yeah. On, on our side, uh, we have login, uh, we have payment. So we have more signals that what the social networks can have. So it's, um, it's, it's a bit different in, in that way. Final question. Is there a role for policymakers, governments to address this situation through, you know, laws, either new laws or enforcement of existing laws uh, to crack down on this problem? Or is this something really that businesses are going to have to contend with, you know, on their own? So uh, yeah, there are different layers here. The first one is the term of service. So uh, we always recommend to our customers to add inside their term of service to prevent uh, the usage of automated uh, software on their website. 
Uh, on the other side, um, the, the government are working on that. Uh, we are seeing in some countries or some states uh, some first uh, jurisprudence uh, around uh, preventing uh, the, the, the scraping or the scalping. And on the other side, to prevent the tools used by the bots, we are seeing uh, strong actions done by government and uh, by the ISPs or Microsoft, for instance, to fight against the botnet, because at the end, uh, to run those bots, uh, they have to be able to distribute their, uh, their technology across uh, millions of devices. So making sure that they are as low as possible available infected device is also a way uh, to uh, reduce the, the, the risk. But at the end, it's uh, always a cat and mouse topic. Uh, so uh, we will always need solution to protect because uh, we are seeing that hackers are always finding a new way uh, to, uh, to work around the, the different security technologies. And that's why we are investing massively on the R&D uh, and that we are uh, always working to be a step ahead of the hackers. So what's coming next from Datadome? Today, we are protecting websites against the bots, as we've, we've said, uh, but the technology that we have developed uh, to protect the, the, the mobile applications uh, and the websites uh, is being used by our customers to fight against different uh, threats that are not necessarily done by a uh, robot, but that can be done by human. Uh, so the fraud payment done by uh, hackers, for instance, uh, or uh, also some account takeovers uh, action done by human uh, are the new threats that we are working on and we will be able to protect our customers against them in the next coming uh, weeks. Ben, thanks so much for coming on and speaking to us on the Security Ledger podcast. It's been great speaking with you. Thank you. That was a pleasure. Benjamin Fabre is the co-founder and president of Datadome. You've been listening to a Spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast sponsored by Datadome. Datadome is a leading bot protection vendor based in New York, Paris, and Singapore. Datadome beats illegitimate traffic so that sensitive data remains safe and online platforms can perform at optimum speed. Based on AI and machine learning, Datadome's cybersecurity solution detects and blocks in real time the most advanced bot attacks. You can check them out at datadome.co. That's datadome.co. 